Uh, anybody got their Bibles? You got your Bibles? I want you to hold up your Bible right across the campuses, Galway, Hillcrest, and then Phoenix, Arizona. I mean, Phoenix, KZN. Maybe one day we will have a church in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm just prophesying. I don't know. And right here, hold your Bible and say, this is my Bible. This is my Bible. It is God's Word to me. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. And I can do what it says I can do. Today, right now, I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My spirit is receptive. Right now, I'm about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. It has the power to change my life. It has the power to change my situation. I thank you right now. Lord, do your mighty work in me. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. All right. So I want you to turn with me to Luke, Luke uh, 23, 33. Luke 23, 33. And I'm going to just read that verse, that one verse. And it says, and when they had come to the place called Calvary, there they crucified him. And the criminals, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Hallelujah. Father, as your word comes to us today, I thank you that it's not by might nor by power, but by the power of the Holy Ghost. That right now, God, that you would take this word and you would quicken it into every heart, into every situation. Lord, you know that there are marriages here today that need a word. There are businesses that need a word. There are families today. There are people, God, that need a, an encounter with you. And I thank you that your word will become flesh and blood in the hearts of men and women in this place. Jesus, you said, man would not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from out of the mouth of God. And so I thank you that your word comes to us. Lord, it will not return void unto you, but I thank you that it will accomplish. It will accomplish great and mighty things. I declare today that your word will accomplish great and mighty things in the middle of adversity, in the middle of the storms that we might be going through. Your word will accomplish great and mighty things because it will not, it will not. God, you promised that it will not return void unto you but it will accomplish everything it has been sent out to accomplish, and it will prosper in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Bump somebody and tell them, watch God's Word prosper in you. Hallelujah. Amen. So I want to talk to you to, to this morning. My sermon title is Rugged, Not Rigged. Rugged and Not Rigged. Bump your neighbor and say, Rugged and not rigged. You'll get to understand in a little bit, little bit what my sermon is all about. Some of you looking at me like, what have you been smoking? I've been smoking nothing, but it's rugged and not rigged. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen? So the story of the cross of Christ is actually told in each of the four gospels. And I want you to know this morning that it is the dominant theme of all four gospels. But not only that, when you look from Genesis all the way to Revelation, you will notice that there is a thread, a dominant theme that actually connects every chapter and it connects every book. And I want to tell you, it is about the cross. And it is like that because the cross is and was always in the heart of God, actually from all of eternity. 
Not only do we read it in the law and the, the first five books of the prophets, not only do we see it in the book of Psalms, not only do we read about it in the major and minor prophets, but we understand that it has always been in the heart of God. When John saw Jesus coming toward him, in John 1, 29, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. But I'm here to tell you and all the various campuses today that Jesus wasn't just the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He was also the Lamb who was slain before the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. And you've got scriptures to back this up. Just quickly, Revelation 13 and 8. It says right there at the end, the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. 1 Peter 1.20 tells us, he indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world. Acts 2.23 says, him being determined by the determined purpose and knowledge of God. In other words, when you look at all these scriptures and you put all these scriptures together, it is... You, you, you come to the conclusion that the cross has always been in the heart of God for all eternity. Can you say amen? Before the world was created, before time began, God determined beforehand that Jesus, His only begotten Son, would die on the cross for the sins of the whole wide world. And so when Jesus came to this earth, he came carrying a cross in his heart. He was brought forth from the Father, and he was conceived in the womb of a virgin woman by the power of the Holy Ghost with the cross in mind. And the cross was in the heart of God because the cross was to be the end of the law, the end of all the ceremonies, the end of all the rituals, the end of all the animal sacrifices. And the cross was to be the beginning of a living, loving relationship that people could have with a living, loving Savior. Can you say amen? The cross was the means by which God could finally reconcile mankind to himself. You know, there have been many a people that have said that the cross was rigged and that there was nothing heroic about it. But I'm here to tell you this morning, church, and all the various campuses, that it was the cross of Jesus Christ that has put more heroism in the souls of men than any other event in human history. Hallelujah. And I'm here to tell you this morning that there is nothing rigged about the cross because it came to bring about the substance of the shadow of that which was preached and prophesied in the Old Testament. I looked up that word rigged, and that word rigged means to be prearranged. It means to be manipulated. It means to be juggled. It means to be massaged. You know, like how sometimes accountants can massage their books. It means to be distorted. It means to be perverted. It means to be tampered with. It means to be deceived. It means to be falsified, faked, forged, misrepresented. If the cross was rigged, then it means that every work that was wrought on that cross was rigged and it was staged. That means that everything about Jesus was rigged and staged. That means that everything about Christianity was rigged and staged. That means that our salvation was rigged and it's now simply a farce. It means that forgiveness of sins was rigged and that is only something that exists in our imagination. 
It means that then healing and the hope of being healing is as far and distant as the furthest star to us because the cross was rigged and it was staged. It also means if it was rigged, that means the ability to speak with God and have him speak to back to you is only for the mentally insane and the lunatics because the cross was rigged. And if the cross was rigged, it means everything about what we have today is simply a farce and that we serve a dead God. But there is nothing rigged about the cross. Hallelujah. Why? Because he is not the God of the dead. He is the God of the living. Hallelujah. Instead, it was a rugged cross that took the ruggedness of our sins, the worst of our sins, and the vilest of our transgressions. And on that rugged cross, hallelujah, Jesus died a rugged death. Amen. He died a very real and rugged death. There was nothing rigged about his dying. There was nothing rigged about the abuse and the torment that he suffered. There was nothing rigged. It was rigged in every, there was nothing rigged in every sense of that word. There was nothing rigged about his whippings and the utter cruelty with which it was carried out. There was nothing rigged about his resurrection and ascension. And it is the same ruggedness of the cross, the authenticity of the cross that gives you and I the ability to deal with the human problem, hallelujah, which is the problem of the human heart. I need you to look at somebody right now and tell them, rugged, not rigged. Now look at somebody and tell them, my cross is rugged, it was never rigged. Hallelujah. We say this, why? Because the blood, if you look at the blood of Jesus, the blood deals with what we have done, but it's the rugged cross that deals with who we are. And the blood might dispose of our sins, but it's the rugged cross that strikes at the root of our capacity for sin. Can you say amen? Many a holy men have died before, and all of them have died to stay dead. Only Jesus, the God-man, died on a rugged cross to live again. Look at someone and tell them, my rugged cross is not rigged. Rugged, rugged and not rigged. In Colossians 2 and 13, it says, And you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. And then it says, verse 14, Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. In the New Living Translation, verse 14 says, He canceled the record of the charges that were against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. Hallelujah. In other words, it took a rugged cross and not a rigged cross to take care of our record of charges that were laid up against us. Can you say amen? You cannot explain Christianity without going to the rugged cross. If you want to explain forgiveness, and if I need to explain forgiveness to you, then I have to take you to the cross and explain the rugged cross to you. If you want to understand something about healing, then I've got to take you to the rugged cross because it's at the rugged cross that we can understand healing flows. If you want to understand anything about salvation, 
or the unconditional love of God or any aspect of God, then we've got to go to the rugged cross because that's the place where Jesus was crucified, where he bled, where he was buried, and on the third day he rose again. And it is at the rugged cross that we see humanity at its worst. In other words, with wicked, with wicked hands, they took him, they beat him, they spat upon him, they whipped him, and then they crucified him. But it's at the same rugged cross that we see the very best of God. We see God at his finest. Hallelujah. The rugged cross and everything it stands for makes no sense to the natural mind whatsoever. And it is only relevant because God became man. And in so doing, identified us with all, in all of our weaknesses and frailties. Hallelujah. The rugged cross and the rugged death of Christ was God's way of affirming what Jesus had done. You see, God is a holy God. And His holiness demanded that the sins of mankind be judged. And there was no other way to do this other than by sending his only begotten son to take our place on that old and rugged cross. And the amazing thing is that Jesus came to this earth as a man. He was born in Bethlehem and had a birth just like any other man had. He had a physical body and was able to do physical things. He was fully man and yet at the same time he was fully God. And as man, he was also, the Bible teaches, a carpenter. And carpenter in those days didn't just work with wood, but they were able to work with uh, masonite and, and masonry and, and wood, a stone and all kinds of stuff. And so uh, people who were carpenters in Bible days were actually known as builders. They were regarded as builders. And that's the reason why Jesus is a builder. He's the wise master builder. Hallelujah. He's the one that builds people. He's the one that builds marriages. He's the one that builds faith on the inside of us. He's the one that builds hope on the inside of you and me. Hallelujah. He's the one that builds his most prized possession, which is his church, you and I, because he is the wise master builder. In Hebrews 1 and 3, it says there, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, talking about Jesus. And in this verse, it says that really Jesus was the express image of God's person. Actually, Jesus was God in picture form. In Colossians 1 and 15, it says this to us, that he is the image of the invisible God. He is the image of the invisible God. Colossians 1 and 15 says he is the image of the invisible God. Jesus was the visible image of the invisible God. And it was the same Jesus who was nailed to a rugged cross and died a rugged death. Now, I want to tell you this morning again, family, right across the campuses, that there was nothing rigged about the cross of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Can you say rugged and not rigged? Come on, say it again, rugged and not rigged. We can rig many things in life. And there are such people who do such things, and they are called con artists or fraudsters or deceivers or tricksters or schemers. 
And these people go about life and they do rig things. And there are many things in life that can be rigged. There are marriages that can be rigged. There are relationships that can be rigged. There are business deals that can be rigged. Even politics can be rigged. Stock exchange sentiment can be rigged. Even news that we hear can be rigged. Wars can be rigged. And we can rig so many things in life. But I've come to tell you this morning that there is one thing that cannot be rigged. And that is the rugged cross of Christ. Because the rugged cross of Christ brings you face to face with the person of Jesus Christ. And the person of Jesus Christ will always bring you face to face with the real you. Can you say amen? Amen. All of us are really one of four people. We are either, number one, the person whom the world thinks we are. Or number two, we are the person we think we are. Or number three, we are the person that our family and our close friends think we are. And then number four, we are the person that God knows we are. Hallelujah. And it is the rugged cross that puts us in that fourth category, the person that God himself knows us to be. And even though he knows us as we truly are, he loves us as we truly are. Because only a rugged cross can produce a rugged love that flows unhindered and unconditionally towards every single person. Can you say amen? My musicians can come and help me right now at this moment in time. See, I got a rose right here, and I know that I did this several years back, but I felt led to do it again today. And you know, um, uh, uh, girls, how many women do we have here in this place today? Any woman? How about the various campuses? And I know that when the young girls, they, they kind of fancied a guy, they would take a rose and then they would say, they would play this game. They would say, he loves me. He loves me not. He loves me. Mm, loves me not. He loves me. Yeah, hallelujah. He loves me not. He loves me. Amen. He loves me not. And we can play on and on and on, and we can go through the thing, and we can see, all right, at the last one, what I'll do is I'll just take three out and say, he loves me. (laughs) Hallelujah. See, I told you, he loves me. He loves me. We can rig it. You can rig that. But when it comes to Jesus' love and his love for you and I, let me tell you how it's played. Let me tell you how it's done. It's done this way. He loves me. 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 Uh, no, hang on. He loves me. Maybe, maybe the next one. Uh, he loves me. 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 He loves you. That's because only a rugged cross can produce a rugged love. And from that cross today, let me tell you that every blood that was shed has a voice. And every voice cries out, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Maybe you came in here feeling condemned and despised and rejected. Maybe there were people that had been talking about you last week or whatever the case is. But I'm here to tell you that because of a rugged cross, there is the rugged love of God that comes to you. 
It flows to you right across these various campuses in Galway, in Hillcrest, in Phoenix, and right here in this place. The cross of Jesus Christ was never rigged. It was never a sham. It was never something that was manipulated or massaged to make look like this person died, a good person died. He was everything that the Bible says he was, but he was more than that. And the Bible says that as a lamb is led to the slaughter, he opened up not his mouth. Jesus could have summoned a whole legion of angels to deliver him from that moment. But it was the rugged cross and the rugged love that drove him to be crucified for you and me because he loves you. Every head bowed, every eye closed in this place this morning. Right across the various campuses today, as I've spoken to you about rugged, not rigged, there is nothing plastic about Christianity. Christianity is not like we're trying to put a band-aid on a cancer, a band-aid on something that is septic. No, Christianity and the cross and the fact that it's not rigged, but it's a rugged cross has the power to go to the root of the problem. And the problem, the root of that problem is the problem of the human heart. Hallelujah. And in this place today, right across the various campuses, I don't know who you are, but God knows who you are. I don't know what it is that you're embarrassed about, what you are, that it is maybe that you're ashamed about. But God today knows everything about you. And He's here to cover you. He's here to forgive you. God is in no way ready to push you out. He will never despise you. He will never reject you. He will never abandon you. He will never forsake you. And in this place right now, right now, even as the rugged cross still stands as a testimony of the rugged love of God that comes to you right now, I believe that there is an opportunity for you to receive His amazing, unconditional love. You say, but Pastor John, I don't deserve that. You don't know what a terrible person I've been. You don't know the terrible things that Jesus suffered in your place. Crucifixion was the most vilest form of executions that the Romans had devised. It wasn't something pretty. As a matter of fact, if you were a Roman citizen, you were, it was, you were not allowed to be crucified. So it was something that was devised by the Romans, the most heinous and the most cruelest form of execution. That's why we talk about the rugged cross. And Jesus suffered a rugged, violent death for you and for me. That takes care of the vilest of your sins and the vilest of my sins this morning. And you can come just as you are. I'm not saying that you, that God, you know, looks favorably upon your situation and, and doesn't look at what you've done. He loves you first and foremost. And if there is that, uh, if, if, if there is that intention on the inside of you to be drawn to God's love, then He will meet you at that place. With every head bowed, every eye closed right now. You say, Pastor John, my life's not right. I'm away from God. And today, I understand there's a rugged cross from which a rugged love flows. And that rugged love takes care of all of my sins. The vilest of the things that I have said and done right now. And I'm ready to receive that love with every head bowed right across the campuses. 
I'm going to count to three. When I get to three, I want you just to simply put up your hand so that I know to pray for you. This is a very important time, very important day, very important year, actually. Uh, You know, day, day in the month, a Good Friday service. What a great time it would be for you to come back to God today. You ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Put your hand up high. You say, that's me. Here's my hand. I'm coming right now. Would you pray for me? Pastor John, I'm ready right now to receive God's love. I'm ready right now to receive the forgiveness of all of my sins. The various campuses, you're putting your hand up. Wonderful. In Galway, in Hillcrest, in Phoenix right now. I want everybody this morning just to say this prayer together. Would you do that? Would you do that right now? Everybody, say after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you today in Jesus' name. Just as I am with all of my faults, all of my failures, and all of my sin. And I ask you for forgiveness. I repent today. As I do, I turn my back on sin. And right now, I receive eternal life and the forgiveness of all of my sins. It is a rugged cross from where rugged love flows. And I receive this love. Your amazing, unconditional love. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I'd like everybody to stand up this morning right now, right across the aisle, all over the campuses. If you prayed that prayer this morning and you meant it from your heart and you know that your life hasn't been good with God, but today you felt that love and you put right with God and you prayed that prayer, then I want you in the various campuses to get up out of your seat and just come to the front. We'd like to just spend a bit of time ministering to you, praying for you, actually just loving on you, all right? So I'm going to ask you, if you prayed that and you know that your life wasn't right, nobody's going to look down on you, and you don't need to be embarrassed about anything. We just want to take care of you. There's Pastor Mervyn in Phoenix and Pastor Wayne in Hillcrest and Pastor John DeFries down in Galway. We want to just embrace you and love you and welcome you to the family of God. And then I want everybody just to join hands right across the aisles. Father, I thank you today for the power of the cross. That the cross was never a rigged, staged, forged work. But I thank you that 2,000 years ago, you sent your only begotten son, the God-man, to die on a cross. And because of that, I thank you for the person of Christ that has been revealed and made manifest to every single person. And Lord, as we go today, I thank you that the power of the cross continues to work in our lives, that it continues to work in our families, that the power of the cross continues to work in our businesses, in our marriages. We declare that because of the cross, there is a blood, not ordinary blood, but supernatural blood, God's blood, holy blood, righteous blood. And today, Lord, we plead that blood upon every family, every person here today in Jesus' mighty name. And all of God's precious people said, Amen Amen and Amen.